Hello and welcome to wherever you may be. We're part of the 90 Minute Podcast Network. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to be talking about all things Chelsea. My name is Rory Jennings and joining me for our second cap, it's the one and only Olivia Bazaglo. Olivia, thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome. Uh, the one and only. That's quite a big introduction, Rory. <laughs> it, it's quite an original name, though. It's not that much of a. It's not that much of a compliment. You know, if you were called yeah, John no. Smith and I said the original and the and the one and only, <laughs> that would be huge. Can't imagine there's too many Olivia Bazaglos about. No, I don't think there is. Um, I'm just going to kick this off. I've, I've got a script here, but I, I'm going to ignore it and I'm just going to say what's on my mind. Chelsea are going to win the league. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking anymore. We're going to win the league. I like as much. The, I mean, this season is so open. Like, if anyone bar Liverpool, Man City is going to win it, it's going to be, it's going to be this season. And all it's going to take is one team to put a run of five, six, five, six wins together, and suddenly everyone else is dropping points around you, and like you're flying. So, as as I did laugh at your comment, Rory, but. Like, you just never know with this season. And, you know, if things start to click with this team, you just never know. I know. It's so exciting, isn't it? Because the thing that is not up for debate, Chelsea have goals in them, right? That's not up for debate. We are we are electric going forward. The issue was always what was going on in the back line. And now we've got the best keeper in the world. Everything's <laughs> sorted, right? Oh, exactly, exactly, Roy. Everything is sorted. No, genuinely, like... Mendy, he just fills me with so much confidence. And, like, you know, people weren't sure coming in, him coming in, if he, him and Thiago Silva would make that much of a difference. But he really has. He's just had such a positive impact on the defence, um, made some really good saves, you know, kept four clean sheets in a row now, Mendy has. So, listen, it seems to be slowly, slowly, slowly getting into place. And, and also, so to combine, what we did, what we seemed to do against Manchester United was shore up the back but at the expense of yeah. our attacking flair. Whereas Krasnodar, we seem to keep it very tight, play very well at the back. Mendy made a brilliant save and the fella cut him with his left foot and curled it. I can't, don't know how he got across there. Like with Kepper in goal, that's a goal. I'm sorry because yeah. he's going to be stood in the wrong place when that shot comes in and he's going to dive yeah. and then he's going to miss it. So it does feel like we're moving, certainly moving in the right direction. But again, the, the flair and the and the guile and the ingenuity going forward, Ziyech, unreal man of the match. Oh, yeah! Like I was so impressed with Hakim Ziyech yesterday, especially because it's his first start. He hasn't played very much, has he? I think he's played in two Premier League games, um, only a couple of minutes here and there. So to come in and, and that left foot, I don't know, just he's just it's just a wand. And I know everyone says it, but it's true. And we saw little glimpses of that yesterday. He was man of the man, man of the match by a mile, um, and I'm so happy he got his goal as well because he deserved it. Totally. Lovely to see Werner on the score sheet as well, banging in that penalty. That's how I like penalties to be taken. Well, the well, this is the thing, like, now he's smashed in that penalty. So much confidence stepping up there, having not taken one this season. I'm interested to see now, say on, uh, say when we play against Burnley, does, if Jorginho and Werner's on the pitch, who takes them? Because to me, I think he wins so many penalties as well. In fact, he won the one that Jorginho missed against Krasnodar. He's won so many. So I think Werner needs to now be the one that steps up, even if Jorginho is on the pitch. Let Werner take him. Do you, what do you think happens in that? Like, it, Not necessarily what you want to happen. What do you think happens? I have always said, I mean, I'm contradicting myself here because I've always said that your penalty taker is your penalty taker and that whether they miss one, that your penalty taker, if he's on the pitch, he takes it. 
Lampard did come out and say yesterday, well, I'm going to have a chat with the team, which makes me think he may be swaying towards Werner. Everyone loves your striker taking your penalties, don't they? And I I think my heart says Werner, let Werner take him. But I think my head says Jorginho will still be on them when he's on the pitch. Okay, interesting to see how that one plays out. Um, mm. Okay, I've, as you can tell, I'm very fairly buoyant. I'm going to bring it back down to earth a touch. Are mm. you at all worried? I don't think we've seen the best of Kai Havertz. Are you worried? Does he even get in the starting team at the moment? I, I'm not. I'm not worried, but I don't understand. I, I mean, that's not to say I won't under like I won't going forward, but at the moment I'm struggling to see this generational talent that everyone's talking about, and that's just me being perfectly honest. It's not to say that in a, he's only 21. We've got to remember it's his first what six seven games in a new league, and so I'm not going to judge him on what he's done for Bayer Leverkusen. No, I'm going to judge him on what he's done for Chelsea. And at the minute, I'm seeing little glimpses here and there. Don't get me wrong, but I haven't seen enough yet from Kai Havertz. But you asked me that. I do think he gets into the starting eleven, and I think that front four of Pulisic, Werner, uh, Ziyech and Havertz will be our main front front four going forward with Havertz in a number 10. And I've been more impressed with him when he's played in that number 10 than I have when he's played out wide. Um, but I'm still yet to see this this massive talent that everyone's talking about. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat there. I think it will come. And obviously, we're not being reactionary. We know he's a good player and we know these things take time. But as yet... It's been fairly slow because, do you, do you know, if I were to put a criticism towards him, the Premier League is very robust. It, you've yeah. got to be strong. You've got to be brave. You're going to take, you're going to, you know, you're going to take some serious, serious damage at, at different points. You know, think about Eden Hazard. He's been chopped down all the time. And the only way you can, yeah. can deal with that is to get up and get on with it. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be quite rough enough. No, but... that's going to take time. Do you know what I sometimes think with Havertz when I watch him play? I almost think he's he's so relaxed all the time. He's so like, and it's, it is a good thing being so calm on the ball, but sometimes he's too calm on the ball and, and gives it away like he did it, um, against Southampton that led to a goal. He is very like, loves to play with the ball at his feet and just loves to do those like little small passes in between players that sometimes don't pay off. Sometimes I just want him to, I don't know, just put his foot through it, play a long ball, but he is so perfect. He tries to do everything so perfectly. Um, but I, don't get me wrong, the Premier League is so physical, but he works hard and he's, he is big, he's tall. And I, I, I think that will just take time for him to adjust. Yeah, I think that's fair. Do you know, obviously, a lot of people have a lot of positives from last night against Krasnodar. Yeah. You've, obviously, you've obviously got the clean sheet. I think loads of people are happy with that. Hakim Ziyech seems to be a revelation. People are buzzing with that. Timo Werner's penalty. <laughs> it was a good, like, there's lots to be positive about. Yeah. Do you know what seems to have gone under the radar, but it's probably the thing that I'm most happy about? Frank well, Lampard's tactical genius, tactical masterstroke, oh. changing it up, pl- dropping Mason Mount and playing a three of... Mount with Kante slightly deeper with with uh, uh, Kai Havertz in front. That to me is our best midfielder. I think it looks really balanced, and I can't believe I'm saying that because I love Mateo Kovacic, but I think that Mount playing deeper with Kante is the perfect balance. What did you think to that? Oh, honestly, Roy, you've taken the words right out of my mouth because I was, and, and I think everyone's been so critical of Lampard and perhaps his in-game management and his tactics haven't quite been there. And with all due respect to Krasnodar. 
they, they weren't the greatest of opposition, but you can still only play what's in front of you. And it wasn't working yesterday. It wasn't working for a large chunk of that game. And he switched it up. And I love that because I think Mason Mount is such a better midfielder than he is a winger. He's not a winger. He's never been a winger. But Lampard's wanted to play him because we know what he brings to the team. And it's better off having him in it than having him out. But that, to me, was just brilliant. Having Mason... And Kante's Kante. We all know what Kante's best at. And I just think they complemented each other's game so well. And they can both... They both get around the pitch. Um, Mason Mount, to me, I, I'm really intrigued to see if he goes with that on on Saturday against Burnley because it seemed to get the best out of everyone. It really did. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I cannot believe it because I've, f for years now, been saying that Mateo Kovacic is one of the most gifted midfielders, you know, all, all the obvious waxing lyrical about Mateo Kovacic, which I stand yeah. by. But in the, in the spirit of balance, I don't quite think he gets in this midfield in the way that it's currently forming. Yeah, well, it's... it's, it's... I mean, he was our player of the year last season. He was so good. He was our best player, I thought, by by quite some way. Um, but listen, you can't you can't just play someone because they were good last season. As much as I love Kovacic, and we all know how how much of a great player he is, but if it's not working, it's not working. And that Jorginho Kovacic like um, pivot was not working yesterday. It did not work, and and he changed it, and it worked. So I I don't see Lampard going back to it. To be perfectly honest, I think this hopefully as a Chelsea fan, this could be. The way go, the move go forward, but you know, bringing Kovacic off the bench is is brilliant. That's such a great option, and we've got so many games. That's not to say he's never going to play because he will play, and he will play in big games and important games. But if you're talking yeah, about yeah. that that those two, as in Kante and Mount, it just seemed to work with Havertz just in front of them. Yeah, it's beautiful actually. It really did uh, really <laughs> did flow. So talking about Lampard, now he got it so right there. Did you hear his comments at all earlier in the week when he said um, he basically said that as an English manager? You're under more mm. intense scrutiny, and it's a harder it's a harder role to to uh, yeah. to be successful in. Yeah. What did you think to that? Do you think there's any mileage in that? Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I think where Lampard's now probably feeling a little bit more pressure is because of last season, and and he sort of he got a free ride, didn't he? We all said it was a free ride. So now with new signings, everyone is expecting almost instant success. But we all know football doesn't work like that. So I think it's a bit unrealistic to suddenly think, oh, well, he's bought all these players. Suddenly Chelsea have got to go and win the league. Um, I don't know if it's got anything to do with him being an English and being at a big six club. I just think there's slightly more pressure on him now because of situations that occurred last summer or last season, rather than it being perhaps he's English and at a big six club. Well, see, that's really interesting because I actually think he's onto something. Because I do think... You? Yeah, I do. I really do. I think it's harder for, for English managers because I think for some reason... They're always seen, whether it's rightly or wrongly, they're always seen as being tactically naive. Mm. They're always seen as being passion merchants. And yeah. I don't think... Look, here's, here's a good example. Eddie Howe. Right, regardless of what yeah. you think about Eddie Howe, if Eddie Howe... I believe if Eddie Howe wasn't English, he would have got an opportunity at a bigger club. Of, you know, when mm. things were going well at Bournemouth. Yeah, Bournemouth, And, and yeah. also, you know, you know when somebody like... I don't know. It's, we, we're always very, we're always very degrading towards English managers. Say somebody like Neil Warnock, who yeah. has been an established professional at his level, has done really good things for over twenty years. No club would dream of giving him that opportunity, would they? Like yeah. a bigger club. So I, I, yeah. I think Lampard might be onto something. I don't but, know. Um, it's tough to say, we, isn't it? Yeah. I, also, I think that people are very generous towards, say, Mikel Arteta. I think yeah. that I think that Arteta is 
as like if I were to say that Arteta, that Frank Lampard is more tactically astute than Mikel Arteta, I think that people would passionately disagree with me. Yeah, they would say, I, no, I, no, I no, 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 no. I would agree with you there. Yeah, like I think most people would disagree. To me, him, Ollie, and Frank, not necessarily like um, one's best than the other. They're they're just all in the same boat at the moment. I think I don't think Arteta's any much further up or any more tactic more tactically astute than Lampard and, and Ollie. I just don't, and I don't know why. But I think because we saw like a change in attitude and a sort of a change in style. But the performances are still the performances from Arsenal, of, of Arsene Wenger. That performance against Leicester on the weekend was very Arsene Wenger. I didn't well, do you know see what I saw, difference. Olivia? Do you know what was amazing? So, and yeah. look, I know that I know that stats, I'm not a big fan of stats generally because I know they don't tell the full story, but I did yeah. see an amazing stat that it doesn't tell the full story, but it is still interesting. If you compare Mikel Arteta's first however many games, it is identical to Unai Emery's. Yeah. It's identical. In fact, I say identical, it's not identical. Mikel Arteta is two points behind Unai Emery. And that, to me, is not the narrative. That's not what we're being told in the media. What we're being told in the media is that there's this project going on and Mikel Arteta Mm -hmm. is a visionary. And (laughs) for some reason, I just feel like... I feel like people are very generous to Arteta, whereas it feels to me like they're also very strict and and demanding on Frank Lampard. I, I would agree with that. For some reason, I do think Arteta gets more of a... They're, 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 they're putting less pressure on him, aren't they? I think because Arsenal weren't necessarily the greatest under Unai Emery, weren't they? And and you don't get me wrong, you've seen, you have seen an improvement in Arsenal and their attitude, but not enough to, to suggest he's on to something and, it, and Arsenal are back. And it's just it's exactly. just not that. And to me, to me, it's not that. And to me... You know, he's got to be put... I know this is his first full season, um, but given the given the context of Lampard's first full season as well, it, it's, it's all very similar. And I don't think, you know, I think he's now got to be put under the same pressure. I don't think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's true. So um, there's enough looking back. Now let's look forward. Burnley, it's a test. How are you feeling it's about a, that game? It's a real test. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we played really, really well. It was a nervy sort of finish. We beat them four two, didn't we last last season at, at Turf Moor? Um, there is goals there, but then you look at the Burnley performance against Spurs, a Spurs attack that's been in full flow, literally scoring loads of goals, and they made it really difficult for Spurs. And Spurs struggled to break them down. And that's my worry: is that you know last season that was our problem. But you think with the likes of Hakim Ziyech and that left foot and the ability to pick out a pass that no one else can pick out or no one else can see on the pitch. I think that'll get us that'll that'll get us through on, on Saturday. I do think we'll win, but it's always gonna be a tough game. Um but that you know that defence, I don't I don't have those issues anymore. They don't have those worries about our defence. It's not the issue. So it's it's gonna be breaking down Burnley. Um it's always a tough game, but you know, I just take take what we what we did against them last season. We were brilliant against them last season. Um and I think I do think we'll win, but it, it's not gonna be easy. Uh, do you know what though? And a win here is essential, isn't it? It's essential because Matt, oh. the point that we got against Manchester United, I, I've been saying it was a good point, but it's yeah. only a good point if, if you if you then build on it. Otherwise, it's a yeah. bad point. Otherwise, it's two oh, points in in two games or whatever, which isn't good enough. Yeah, hundred percent. I um that that Man United game, like you said, a good draw, good point, but. Yeah, we have like we've dropped so many stupid points from winning positions this season. You know, conceding three to West Brom, like no defence to West Brom, and conceding three to Southampton in the in the way that we did. We cannot make any stupid mistakes against Burnley because 
Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood, they're no mugs. They will punish us. Um, yeah, and we, the, Lampard has been getting a little bit of criticism because, yeah, like you said, we saw the defence and expense of the attack. We now, hopefully, like in the Krasnodar game, started to see them both click. So we've got to move that into into Saturday. And, and we have to see the defence be solid and the attack quick because soon it's going to get really frustrating for Chelsea fans. Yeah, I agree. And what sort of team do you think? Play? Like, Do you throw Hakim Ziyech in this? I think so. I think uh, man of the match on his first start, he, he was brilliant. I, he was the best player on the pitch. And oh, genuinely, I would end... Obviously, Thiago Silva's definitely going to come back in. Um, maybe Reese James as well, because he was obviously um, he was obviously rested and Azpilicueta came in. Um, the defence sort of, sort of... I mean, to be fair, I think that team picks itself now. How can you have such a good first half against against a team and not go into the next game playing that team. It worked. And I think he goes Kante, Matt, I would love it. I mean, whether Lampard will or not, I don't know. But but Mount and Kante with Havertz just in front of them, Pulisic on the left and Ziyech on the right and Werner up top. That team literally, it gets, <laughs> mate, gets terrifying. me so excited, isn't, doesn't it? Like, it's that's, actually ridiculous. Mate, that's, when, when you just spelt it out like that, that's actually... It's stupid. I mean, yeah, it is, isn't it? It's, it's really good. See, that's, she, see, now we're coming back, right? Obviously, we're coming to the end of this show, but we're coming back to what I started this podcast with, mm. which was, I said it fairly flippantly, but I did think there was some truth in it. I said we were going to win the league. Then we kind of had a discussion, and obviously we all concede <laughs> that it's optimistic at very least. Yeah. But then when I hear you say that team, mm. that, is a, that is a Premier League winning team in a, in a year when nobody's being especially dominant. I would 100% agree with you. And that's, I think it's just a case now of Lampard, because we still don't think Lampard knows his best formation or knows his best team yet. But that will give him so much hope going into the Burnley game and so much, you know, for him to think about. Maybe 4-3-3 is the way forward. Maybe Mountain Kante is the way forward. But that attack picks itself. Whether Havertz plays in a 10 or in a diamond in midfield, just at the top of it, it, that, it does, I think it picks itself. And... It, honestly, he's just getting more and more excited by the day because Chelsea fans know that it's slowly, slowly starting to click together. And that team will cause problems for any team, not just in the Premier League, but literally in the whole of Europe. Yeah, I agree. It's very exciting. So now we've got a run of games that are very winnable. It's mm. got a win them, haven't we? Got, like, it sounds ridiculous saying it, but we have to. We've dropped so many points stupidly this season. We've got a run of games now. I think we play Burnley, Sheffield United and Newcastle. There's no excuses. We've got going. Yeah, that's, that's, that's nine points minimum. Minimum. Yeah, <laughs> minimum. Um, <laughs> so, go on, Em, on the spot. Chelsea playing Burnley. It finishes what? Oh, I'm going comfortable. I'm going to go. I, honestly, I don't even think we're going to concede. Like, I, I just, I'm, I'm so happy with that defence. I'm going to go 2-0 Chelsea. Yeah, we don't concede a goal ever again. I'm not sure that, I'm not no, sure that yeah. Mendy, I just can't see a world in which Mendy ever lets a goal in. I just don't yeah. think it will happen. So I'm right. going to agree with you, but I'm going to be slightly more optimistic simply because of the way you spelt out that team. That team mm. firing scores goals. I would have said four, but obviously we've had a five-hour flight to Krasnodar, so we'll be a bit knackered. So it's yeah. only going to be three. Chelsea three, Burnley nil. Only Would three. you reckon to that? <laughs> only three. There yeah. we go. Um, only three. Yeah, it's been, it's been good. That's, well, that's how we can be now. We can be, uh, we can be very... Uh, very confident in our side's yeah. prowess at scoring goals. Oh, uh, this has been fun, it. Olivia. Thank you so much for for joining us. You've been oh, been, you've been wonderful. It's, it's been always lovely to speak to you. Um, and that's 
about all we've got time for. So thank you all so much for listening. If you could drop us a review, it would be so appreciated. We really would be so grateful. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. And we'll be back again next week to review the Burnley game and chat about the upcoming Wren tie in the Champions League. Wren, who shouldn't even be in the competition, I hasten to add. So we'll look forward to having that chat. <laughs> we'll see you all next time. <laughs>